Imagine walking into a restaurant with your best friend to have a nice dinner. And upon sitting up at the table, the waiter comes up and before he tells you his name, he looks at your friend up and down and says, you didn't even put an effort before coming out of the house. How would you react? Excuse me? Yeah, look at your friend, what a slob. He looks like he came out of a pig pen. I wouldn't be caught dead looking like that. Look how fat he looks, he's letting himself go. How would you react if that was your best friend being attacked verbally like that by a waiter or anybody for that matter? I know some of you would get in the face of that person and teach them a lesson in civility and respect. You know, at the very least, you'll stand up, call the manager and say, hey, look at your employee, what he is doing to this person, just insulting them like that. Now, I would agree with you. I wouldn't stand for that. But how come we stand for that kind of behavior when it is us being verbally abusive to our own self? That's right. On this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood, we're going to be talking about negative self-talk. How many times do you catch yourself whenever you make a mistake saying, oh my God, what an idiot. Or whenever some challenge presents itself and you say, I couldn't possibly do something like that. I'm too slow or I'm not experienced enough. I'm not the guy for that. Let's explore what that kind of self-talk does for you today and the permanent damage that does to your future. All of that and more on this episode of The Gentleman's Brotherhood. dedicated to helping you become a better man today. I want to start by extending a warm thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. Their support makes shows like this possible. But more on that later. My wife recently shared a video with me about a discussion that Mel Robbins, a, an author and motivational speaker, where she was talking about negative self-talk. And I watched over this video as she described self-talk as you looking at yourself in the mirror, right? She was talking about some people having an aversion to looking at the reflection in the mirror, perhaps because they, they don't like the way they look. Maybe they're aging faster than they expected. Maybe they're, they're getting uh, more obese or something that they're not happy with whenever they look in the mirror. But she positioned it in a way that really, really struck me because she said, when you look at that person in the mirror, Think of that as a separate person than you and imagine that that person needs you, needs your support. Imagine if, if it were a child on the other side of that mirror that you're looking at, perhaps the younger version of you, how would you speak to that individual? How would you share your sentiments to them? Would you be motivational? Would you be inspiring? Would you be uplifting with your words? Or would you chastise them for whatever mistakes they've made, whatever errors they've committed? So when I heard uh, Mill Robbins talk about it in that way, it really shook me because I imagined myself in my most vulnerable moments needing the support of that other person behind the mirror. Now, we're human. We're not perfect. We're going to have difficulties 
through life, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have people that are mean to us. And we can't have ourselves be an additional challenge. Whatever judgment we're passing upon ourselves can't be an added pressure that we unnecessarily put upon our shoulders. You see, that individual on the other side of the mirror loves you. Ideally, you love that person as well. And you demonstrate it with your words. You see, if you don't take care of your own self, who's going to take care of you? So you need to prioritize that kind of level of caring that you put with your words and your thoughts towards that version of you that lives behind the mirror. Whenever you look at yourself in the mirror the next time, and I encourage you to do so, try to do so from a point of view of empathy. Express a, an understanding of how that other individual may be feeling. Offer yourself sympathy. Offer yourself love, understanding, encouragement. Now you may think, oh, that's kind of hokey to look at myself and love myself. But no, think about this. You are the closest person to your own self. You know your flaws, you know your virtues, you know every intimate secret about your own life. And you should treat yourself with the, the kind of respect that you would treat another person whom you knew that closely. Think of your partner if you have one. Think of your children if you have some. Wouldn't you want in their moments of doubt, in their moments of, of depression, in their moments of uncertainty, wouldn't you want to be the person that supports them? that offers unconditional love, unconditional support, sympathy, empathy, understanding, encouragement. Wouldn't you want to be that for that person who you love? I think with the very same reason, you need to extend all of those qualities to your own self whenever you see yourself in the mirror. Now granted, I'm not talking necessarily when you look at yourself in the mirror physically. I'm talking about any time you're addressing yourself. Let's say you're working on a house project and you drop one of your tools on the floor. That's a mistake. It happens to the best of us. It happens more to some of us than to others. But it's a simple mistake. It shouldn't dictate how you feel about yourself. Now, the words that you use in a moment like that are crucial. Calling yourself a name, say, I'm such an idiot. Ah, you dummy, why are you not paying attention? Imagine those words have an impact on you. They have a negative impact on how you feel about yourself. And listen, it is crucial that at every turn, you try to make yourself feel more capable, more prepared, uh, for you to feel better about yourself so that when you go out there into the world and face any kind of challenge, you got this. You're not starting from a point of self-doubt and self-pity and self-immolation. Uh, self, uh, You're starting from a point of, of, of strength. You're starting from a step of power. That's how you need to treat yourself. That's who you need to be to your own self. Be that person that is going to Speak words of encouragement and growth into your own life so that you can move forward and tackle whatever comes your way. Now, coming back to that expression of disgust or that rejection that you may feel 
whenever you look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, for those of you who don't feel comfortable looking at yourself in the mirror because maybe you're disappointed in how your waistline has grown uh, a little wider or that your muscles no longer have the definition they had in your youth or that you have an extra few wrinkles next to, you ear, to your eyes or maybe you have uh, white hair growing on your beard and on the sides of your head. Think of learning how to accept yourself the way that you are now. You need yourself now. You need your support now. You don't need to wait until your, your, your wrinkles go away or you can't wait until your hair looks different, until your waistline shrinks for you to start speaking words of encouragement to yourself. No, start now where you are. The way that you look right now is the way that you look right now. And your body is not what defines who you are. If you really think about it, where is it that you live? as an individual. Do you live in your arm? I know many amputees that are still 100% them and they don't they don't have an arm. You lose a leg, you're not a less version of you, you're still you. You live up here and in here. So treating yourself with respect and with dignity now is important regardless of how your body looks. It doesn't matter how how many limbs you have left. It doesn't matter how your skin is wrinkling or is becoming uh, marked with age. It doesn't matter. You need to learn to love yourself right now. And you may say, hey, Juan, like that's not, that doesn't feel natural to me. It's not something that's going to be easy. That's fine. I understand. This is a journey. This is something that you take step by step. Find the things that about yourself that you admire. What is it about you that you like? Listen, I'm not perfect. I've gained a few pounds, a few inches around my midsection, and I'm not proud of it. I know that I need to work hard and I, to, I need to establish the discipline necessary for me to do exercise every day, to eat better quality food, all of that. But listen, I can't sacrifice my own mental health and my, um, my self-esteem just because I look a little bit different than I want to. I need to speak words of encouragement to myself. Look for the things that I love about myself. Listen, there's plenty of me that I don't like, but there's much more of me that I am very proud of. Things that I've accomplished, things that I have done, uh, mentalities that I've been able to implement in my life that I'm proud about those things. And I encourage you to look for those things so that you can feel better about yourself and you can start eliminating this bad habit of speaking words of defeat upon yourself, speaking words of disapproval against yourself. And you begin establishing a habit of speaking words of power upon yourself. Whenever you encounter a challenge, I want you to speak powerful words, words that are going to help you overcome whatever challenge and become the very best version of yourself and achieve your very best. This program is made possible in part by the Gentleman's Brotherhood Store, featuring an exclusive line of apparel designed to not only look good, but to spread a most needed message. We invite you to look at our growing collection and support our brotherhood through your purchase. For details, go to thegentlemansbrotherhood.com.
I want you to remember this very clearly. If you listen to nothing else in this presentation, I want you to remember these words. Whenever you're thinking or speaking about yourself, you have two choices. You either beat yourself down or you build yourself up. And it's up to you. Do you wanna be the person that beats yourself down to the ground and prevents yourself from becoming the best version possible of yourself? Or are you gonna be that person that speaks positively into your life and builds yourself up so that you can be the best version possible of yourself? I'm pretty sure I know which option you want. I found a good article uh, from the Mayo Clinic that I'm going to link in, in the comment section of this, of this episode. And they have some practical advice that I, I think we should adopt as best as we can. And they say, don't say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to anyone else. Be gentle and courteous with yourself. In that article, I also found some advice that I find to be very practical. And I encourage you to, to think about it. Whenever you find yourself thinking or saying things to yourself that are negative in nature. And I'll give you a few examples. For example, if you, if you were to be presented with an opportunity and your thought or your words, your internal words are, I've never done something like that before. That's the negative kind of speaking that will prevent you from actually taking on that challenge. Consider this. Instead, instead of saying, I've never done it before, you can say something like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to challenge myself. Or perhaps you can say, here is an opportunity for me to learn something new. You see the difference? We're talking about the same exact thing. We're talking about an opportunity presenting itself to you in a moment, and you don't have the experience for it. But one of, one of those expressions is charged with negativity, and the other one is charged with the optimism that you need to be able to overcome that challenge. Another way in which we have this negative self-talk is whenever we say, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just not good at blank. How many times have you caught yourself saying that? Oh, I'm just not good at numbers or oh, I'm just not good at names. I'm not good at whatever. Insert whatever you want there. Instead, you can transform that kind of thought process and change it to, you know what? I'm going to try harder to be better at math or you know what? I'm going to accept the challenge and get better at learning people's names. There's an incredible difference between those two attitudes. And we're talking about the exact same thing. You're in control. Either you beat yourself down or you build yourself up. I'm going to share a personal story with you. This happened yesterday. I had a coaster sitting on my desk. It was a white coaster that matches nothing in my studio. And I thought, I wonder if I could make that look nicer here and I thought oh you know what I can paint it black and I can put one of my gentleman's brotherhood stickers on it so I called on my younger child and I told him hey listen I need your talent come here and help me do something he came into the studio very excited and I had him help me paint this thing black now I gave him the brush and I opened the jar that I hold a special uh, black paint that I use for my paintings and he proceeded to dip the brush into the jar so deep, like it covered all the head of the brush. Now, he looked at me because he realized how much paint he had loaded into that brush. And I, I told him, oh, that's okay. It's not a big deal. Let's just 
scrape a little bit off of it from the edge and you'll be fine, right? I could have been very aggressive in my response and told him, oh my God, why'd you have to dip it so, so deep into the jar, right? So I would have chastised him for making a mistake that I could have made myself. Instead, I told him, listen, that jar is a little deceiving. You can't see how deep the paint is, so don't, don't worry about it. It's happened to me before, right? That's a very simple moment in which I chose to choose or I chose to use words that were of a positive nature as opposed to a negative one. We kept on working on that project. And whenever he gave the, the first brush stroke into the to the thing, he did it very close to the edge. So it scraped some paint and it started dripping around the side. So I told him, oh, that's okay. Let's just scoop it with the same brush and let's spread it to where it needs to go. He looked at me again. It was almost like he was looking to see what my reaction was to him making that little mistake. I didn't overreact, same thing. Not a big deal, brush it, put it here. A third thing happened. Whenever the paint dried, I told him, hey, come over, let's put this sticker on the center of it. Now, one thing that I haven't shared with you before, growing up, I was the guy that would put stickers on the Christmas gifts. I was the guy that would put the stickers on the new bikes. Like I was super precise in placing stickers on things. And here in this house, I have a reputation for being very precise with that kind of stuff. Now, naturally, I would have thought, no, no, no. There's a sticker to be placed. I got to take care of it. And I realized, no, the only reason I'm good at it is because I've practiced so many times. So let me give him the opportunity to do it himself. And he, when he went to place it on the, on, the, on the coaster, one part of the sticker fell down and touched the recent paint and it peeled it off now i could have again said something that was going to discourage him and i could see that he said oh daddy i'm making too many mistakes i you, you should do it and i told him no 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 when we make mistakes we don't quit that's not a reason for us to quit the only way i can do good paintings is because whenever i make a mistake i try to find a solution to paint better Whenever I'm not doing straight lines in my drafts or my drawings, I'm finding solutions on how to become better at those things. So mistakes are gonna come. Don't you worry about them. Just see how can you improve upon them. And his demeanor changed. He was now on a mission. He was going to figure out how to put that sticker on that coaster as centered as possible. By the end of that whole interaction, that kid was so proud of what he had accomplished. And now I have a favorite coaster in my studio, one that has more value than any other coaster that I could ever find because in, wrapped up in it was an, an interaction between me and my child where there was a lesson learned. I learned to subdue my overpowering, controlling uh, <laughs> uh, desire to place everything perfectly, to have the perfect brush strokes, and instead, I spoke words of kindness to an impressionable mind. All of this to say, in your interactions with others, as well as with yourself, choose positive things, nice things to say, as opposed to negative ones. And perhaps out of that, you can have your very own favorite coaster or experience or story.
I hope that you found this episode to be edifying, that you found it entertaining but informative, and that you can take something out of it for your own interactions in your mind and in your heart with yourself. Remember, remember, remember. You could beat yourself down or you can build yourself up. And it's a choice that you make. I wanna hear from you. Do you have any negative self-talk that you constantly do? Like, is there any habit that you, whenever you drop something, is there an expression that you use? Or have you caught yourselves repeating some negative uh, thoughts against your own self in your daily life? Let me know in the comment section. I want us to have a little bit more of this conversation so that we can share and open up as to how we um, engage in some of this seemingly inoffensive negative self-talk, but it does have a negative impact on us. So let's figure this stuff together. We could do this through social media. So if you don't follow me in other channels, make sure to find me on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook. Just look for at the gents bro. And let's connect there so that we can continue this and many other conversations to help you become a better man today. Finally, I want to say thank you to our supporters on Patreon. You know, there's a group of men who actually, uh, men and women, who actually contribute to this channel in a financial way. They just subscribe for a small donation, as slow as whatever you can do, two, three dollars every single month, but it goes in to help us spread the kind of information that you just saw or listened to in this episode. This is important information that I think every man and woman needs to hear. And with your support, we can reach more people. So please consider becoming one of our patron supporters by going to patreon.com slash Juan Sepulveda. I'll share the links in the description of this show. But if you wanna help us by being a Patreon, by liking this video, by subscribing, by sharing this with someone else, whichever way in which you choose to help the work that we do. Thank you. As always, thank you so much for spending some time with me as we continue to become a better man today. And until next time, I wish you courage and courtesy.